hello and welcome to another episode of the south side trap podcast the podcast that helps you stay on side with the chicago red stars it's your girl sandra ready to recap a chicago red stars victory a uh, whole lot of stuff happened in this match don't know a whole lot of it was soccer related but we're going to talk about that couldn't do it alone no one can ever do anything alone so i'm here today with my friend homie and colleague claire Watkins, aka scammy originator how you doing tonight claire Oh, I'm great. Holding on. Holding on. That is, <laughs> that is the theme. Right, that's the theme of today's yep. episode. Holding on. Chicago Red Stars went on the road, visited the Houston Dash, and got themselves a one-zero win thanks to Katie Johnson. Got her first goal as a Chicago Red Star. Opened up that scoring account finally. Uh, Seven minutes into this match, we're going to start getting into recapping the game. Um, really quickly, for people who don't know, I, I went on the road to, to cover this game. Um, so it was quite the experience uh, seeing the Red Stars sort of uh, get themselves and grind out this win. We're just going to go through the starting lineups here and get some first impressions. For the Red Stars, this was basically their sort of final, quote-unquote, final match of this World Cup portion, right, of the season. Uh, so we saw the following players roll out in the starting 11. We had Emily Boyd in net, Katie Nodden, Aaron Wright, Sarah Gordon, Casey Short. Uh, we had Nikki Stanton, Yuki Nagasato, Savannah McCaskill, Vanessa Bernardo, Sam Kerr, and Katie Johnson rounding out the starting 11. Um, Danny Colaprico was on the, the bench, just available as a sub. Uh, along with uh, the rest of the teammates there. Claire, what are some of your impressions of the starting lineup? Um, you know, mostly just I think it's reflective of, and we'll talk about this as the match goes on, but it's about everyone they've got, right? Like the starting 11 was basically just about, certainly on the attacking end, just the people that they have available. Um, I think probably in a perfect world, I don't think Chicago wants to be starting Katie Johnson and Savannah McCaskill. Um, but you got to do what you got to do. You have what you have. Uh, and I think Danny getting a break was awesome. Uh, I think that, you know, hopefully it's, it's not, you know, she was on the injury report again, um, for a knee issue. Um, and I do think, I do think very strongly that Chicago only really has a shot this year if they're able to rehab while they play, um, and so this is an attempt to do that, I think, was a good idea. And I think that they trusted that the players that they put out could grind something out. Um, and they did. So I guess. Oh, the other thing, too, is just, um, again, this is more about the game than the lineup. But uh, it seems like Katie Naughton's on the mend. She looked much healthier in this match than she did in the past two. And that was also really great to see. Uh, yeah, I'm going to just piggyback on that with my impressions of the starting lineup. Uh, the defensive performance in this game uh, was righteous. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was good to see Katie Naughton um, really helping anchor things in that center back position. Players like Casey Short and Sarah Gordon doing their thing. Uh, but I'm in agreement with you. I think it was just one of these things where the Red Stars have made it right to this sort of a uh, final game before they get the rest of their uh, team teammates back and their U.S. internationals. 
And it was just, this is what was left. This is the type, this is how the game had to be. You had to start these players that maybe you might not have uh, started initially. Um, and then it would, of course, it would be Katie Johnson getting getting this goal, right? It was almost scripted uh, very perfectly. Having Danny Colaprico, uh, you know, having her available off the bench versus starting her. Um, you know, I know we've sort of uh, spoken a lot about these this stretch of games and looking at the different areas of the pitch, whether it's been in the back line, the top line, the midfield specifically. And, you know, I mean, it's apparent. Uh, sometimes these players may or may not be on the IR. And this is just, in gen- speaking of generalities, this goes for every team out there. You know, sometimes you get to see some players on an IR and sometimes you don't. These players, you know, they play through things. That's not something that's unnew. Uh, so I I was sort of happy to see Danny Colaprico kind of get this sort of rest, right, coming in, into a match like this. But I think looking at that starting lineup to begin with, you still think, you know, that's a good starting lineup. This right. is a, a team that's going to compete and could cause some trouble for, for the opposition, even if they are the away team. And uh, for the Houston Dash, they rolled out as follows. Uh, they had Gene Campbell in that, Ari Romero, uh, uh, Chapman, Polkinghorn, Amber Brooks, Sophia Huerta, Sophie Smith, Haley Hansen, Christy Mewis, Kaya Simon, and uh, Kelly Ojai running out their 11. And similarly to the Red Stars, you, I think you look at that lineup and you can point out some playmakers, right, right on that team and say, you know, they're going to cause some trouble. I think you and I can both agree that these games against the Red Stars are a game that uh, someone like Sophia Huerta probably gets up for. And I thought she had a very good match. Uh, this game right. uh, personally speaking it's it's still weird to see Sofia Huerta not in a Red Stars jersey <laughs> well, uh, I'm sure live it's, it's, especially and especially live yeah. it was just awful as shit I was just like yeah. what is going on here you're playing for the wrong team um, um but she, I thought she had a very good game and uh I also thought that Ari Romero had a very good game defensively at uh at Alta back for for Houston Dash. Yeah, so, I mean so, Houston uh, Houston I thought that their lineup was a little bit interesting. I think that, you know, they're on a bit of a skid. Um and they're working through that with kind of the same group of players. Uh I know that there was some rotation with with Sofia. I think it was maybe last week or the week before, I don't remember. Um but I mean the other main thing is Rachel Daly got a red card against Utah right before she left for the World Cup. She served the first game of that suspension against the Red Stars. She served the second game of that suspension uh, this weekend, also against the Red Stars, um, which just makes the dash a whole lot more defendable. Uh, that's also a kind of yeah. a thing where it felt like they were playing who they got attacking wise. Um, yeah. The just the person that could help just happened to be like fit and ready to go, but she couldn't play. Yeah, totally. Just two very similar vibes, I think, for these two teams going into this match. Yeah, honestly. For sure. Um, also, like I think we can also throw Nichelle Prince in there as well, who had right. um, yeah. surgery recently. So she was out for them. Also, a huge attacking piece for them. So yeah, just two teams. I think just sort of like okay, this is what we got. Let's go to battle type of uh, mentality. As far as uh, the formation, I, I know um, looking at some of the lineups and then sort of some of the graphic lineups that I caught on on an additional replay when I watched it that they had the Red Stars sort of in a 4-4-2, uh, but it looked like more, honestly, like a bit of a, like a 4-2-3-1 mm-hmm. um, to, to sort of start. And I think it ended up working in their favor just to break down that first goal. Seven minutes into this match, we had Vanessa Bernardo sort of be able to play a poor turnover from Alyssa Chapman and find Katie Johnson out wide, who absolutely 
uh, wrecked Amber Brooks yeah. on this bowl. Yeah, and I mean, it's fantastic to watch. <laughs> yeah, I this this is where like I you know I don't ugh, they get mad when you go in too hard, but what Amber Amber Brooks took her she had a chance to play on that ball. Um, if she, but she completely took herself out of it. She jumped, she jumped over a ball played on the ground while also kind of turning away from it. Um, yeah, it, it just, it didn't look like good decision-making from her in that moment. I think probably just would have been smarter to close down the space, um, and keep her feet on the ground. Uh, it was a great shot from Katie Johnson. I think she caught Jane Campbell a little bit, um, you know, wrong footed, and yeah. yeah, I mean, it was, it, it was, it was interesting in a game with so little offense. Um, I do think part of the lack, some of the lack of offense came from um, Chicago being ahead for so much of the match, but um, yeah, it was a good goal. I think it was just indicative. This is the thing. And we're going to have this problem, which is this wasn't a great game. Chicago did perfectly fine, but the reason they won was more having to do with the dash than what Chicago actually did. Um, this is what the dash do. Sometimes they give the ball away. Uh, they're not a particularly fast team. Um, and sometimes their decision-making in the back doesn't make any sense. And that was it. One, one nil in the seven minute, seventh minute. Yeah, it was, uh, I think it, it shook the dash. I think in a, in a bit of a way where they kind of woke up, a little bit right. uh, during the rest of that first half, like you mentioned, the they they got a little bit more possession of the ball, started getting more looks, uh, getting uh, some shots, you know, into Chicago's final third. You had a few misses, um, an attempt on target by Kaya Simon, uh, you know, some block shots. So it it just uh, they definitely tried to pick things up after going down so early. But I think that's also part of. Um, the mental grind of a game, right? When you had to sort of chase so early, I think in a place like Houston could sort of, sort of get you. And for to to credit the Red Stars, I don't want to say like they completely faded after that first after that first goal, but it just was that I think the the dash had sort of kind of picked things up. Um, they were really trying to to press them to to press and try to find Ojai, but unfortunately. Or fortunately, depending on who you're rooting for here, the Red Stars have somebody named Casey Short. Yeah, that's she just the, was. Whew. She just was intercepting yeah. everything. That was the second that game. Through. That was the second game in a row too, where Casey Short. There's something about that matchup with Ojai that Short's got. So let's just say she's got the upper hand on that one. Owned, yeah. owned. The card has been had. Yeah, <laughs> Casey Short has that card. Yeah, it's the it's the Ojai card. Um, yeah, they uh, they were trying to. I think they made a switch at one point. I think uh, Sofia Huerta was. They even tried to throw her over there. They're like, "Hey, go over this, go over there, and try to take on Casey Short. You should have experience with that." Um, and they tried to like do that at one point, but um, yeah, it was just her reading on these balls when they were trying to find Kaylee Ojai was just uh, ridiculous. And um, I would also put Sarah Gordon along with Kitty Kitty Naughton as far as like yeah. these defensive performances that really, really came through they and looked, that, they just and that looked, first half. Yeah, they looked better. I mean, I also I do want to acknowledge that I'm sure Kaya Simon is not at one hundred percent yet. Um and she becomes a much harder person to defend once she is. Uh but no, I think Chicago did a better job of of rendering the other team um predictable in that first half especially. Um 
and them I mean we'll get to the second half but I think that especially in that first 45 minutes outside of like the last the last five minutes of the half I think the dash really came on there and had a couple of good moments especially off set pieces Chicago's set piece defending has not improved um yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh, oh boy but especially in the run of play I think that Chicago did a really good job of spacing and using pace when they need to but also just using positioning a lot better and yeah I think that showed yeah no they were I think I think for huge chunks of that that first outside of the first 10 minutes of that first half they were Chicago was really against the run of play um, for for the most part, down I believe on on the set pieces. I think I think Houston had the advantage in that as well, heading heading into halftime. But um, I think again, just that it must just be something about Houston, maybe the, combined with the travel and sort of this rough stretch of games that the Red Stars have kind of gone through um, during this portion of the season. But uh, they definitely looked like they were fighting through it. Uh, yeah, there was a delay in this game as well. It was set to kick off. Um, right. I believe at 7:30 it was pushed back about 30 minutes just due to due, due the rain. There was tropical storms kind of in the area, a lot of humidity, and Houston just tends to be that. Whether the Red Stars are playing there at three in the afternoon or 8:30 at night, uh, there's just a sense of I don't know if it's the humidity or the conditions, the fatigue that sort of hits them right. in a certain spot a bit earlier um, versus maybe if they were playing uh, somewhere else. So they were definitely. Um, needed to get into to halftime to sort of uh, reset. Yeah, no sure. uh, no halftime substitutions. The Red Stars went into halftime up 1-0 on that goal from Katie Johnson. And uh, I thought maybe the Dash would have uh, made some halftime subs, but them as well. The, both these teams right. sort of came out and wanted the same group of their 11 to sort of kind of keep going and sort of feel, I guess, feel this, this game out. Um, you had a very early, a very dope and early attempt uh, by Sam Kerr, Yuki Nagasato, uh, doing what she does, getting the ball and finding Sam Kerr. Sam Kerr with a quick flick and a turn, uh, nearly got on the scoreboard, but this shot, uh, it was all the work around it was beautiful, but unfortunately, uh, just wide of the net. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to check the highlights, they included that in it because it's that dope. Yeah, uh, it was a it was a great it was a great turn. Um, I do think uh, I think that that outside of that moment, I think Kerr had a game where she looked also pretty tired. Um, she had one shot go out for a throw in early in the first half, which is never a great sign. Um, but she. She the, that's the kind of thing too where it's easy to be kind of hard on Chicago in this match, um, but they got Kerr in on goal a couple of times. Kerr just didn't quite have she just you know didn't quite she was just a little bit off. Um, and I think I think if you I I do think there was maybe another goal in this one um, if if Kerr is feeling it a little bit more. Uh, but then I also think, unfortunately, the fact that they have no attacking subs and they were only sitting on a one-goal lead meant that they had to just kind of keep the same players on the field for a while. Um, as we saw, the first sub was Kayla Sharples, right? No, for, for the rest of us and their subs, I mean, after after they sort of had this flurry of shots, right? Sam Kerr came out with that, you know, that quick flick and turn um you know Aaron Wright had a miss of her own Sam Kerr had another one this is all within like the like probably the same two to three minute uh sequence right and then right as the the 60th minutes approach uh their first 
sub was actually for McCaskill in the 63rd minute where Brooke Elby uh, that's came right. on. Yes, and LB. you saw a bit yes. of a shift. Right. Yeah, you saw a bit of a shift there, yes. um, rotation for, for the players. Right. And it sort of felt like, um, yeah, well, we're talking about for the dash, on the dash perspective, how it's maybe difficult to sort of chase a game down so early. I mean, in essence, the Red Stars were maybe chasing a bit themselves. I think at one point in my coverage and like sort of doing some like tweeting, I mentioned how considering this specific personnel that we've seen during this specific portion of this schedule, it sort of felt like one goal wasn't going to do it in this game. Um, so I think in essence, the Red Stars were chasing a bit for themselves, trying to, trying to really produce that, at least that second goal. Um, and I think not really, like we said already, just sort of not being able to have that personnel that you thought you would have had at this point in the season, you know, with players out, uh, on injury, players like Vasconcelos, Solisa Motts, and then having somebody like Maria Sanchez off on international duty right. along with your U.S. internationals. You know, there wasn't a whole whole lot of options there. So uh, that's, uh, that first sub didn't come for them until the 63rd minute. And then that Kayla Sharples defensive sub didn't, didn't come until the 87th minute. Right, right, right. Or, that was in the middle of that or, final dash Push. Yeah, so yeah. that was for that was actually for Katie Johnson, who on top of getting on top of getting the only goal, the game winner um, in the seventh minute, uh, had a tremendous defensive performance as well, um, really covering a lot of ground while also just really demanding uh, the ball. I want to shout out <laughs> BBVA Compass Stadium just because I really appreciated the view from the the press box there. Uh, it was a little more level with the pitch and. The read on the game was a little bit, maybe I want to say a little bit better than maybe some other places that I've covered uh, a game from. Uh, it was really good to sort of be sitting in that area when the dash were sort of really bringing it on within that final 10 minute window um, and sort of seeing them try to push for the equalizer. Um, getting right. set pieces, getting free kicks, uh, watching Emily Boyd, who I think we're going to give her shout out right now. Uh, Emily Boyd went through her summer of Boyd and had to go through some things. Uh, she put together what we felt, I, I think you and I could both agree, were some very solid performances. And unfortunately, there just wasn't enough in front of her to maybe turn those into some results. Um, and I think it's very... It's some sort of uh, special, I guess I'll say, uh, for lack of a better word, that in this match, the one that marks, you know, the essentially the the second half of the season, right? Going forward, it's the second half of the season, and it sort of marks what's going to eventually be the return of the U.S. international players. So to have somebody like Katie Johnson score, right, get a right. goal, have somebody like Emily Boyd get her shutout, um, I think is a very significant thing very <laughs> big have, deal to have nikki stanton get that final nikki yellow stanton card get that final yellow card thank yeah. you for your service we appreciate <laughs> your duty you wouldn't i i'm sure you saw it on the replay but um there was that moment before before the ultimate yellow card where nikki stanton <laughs> fouls christy mewis early in the second half and christy, christy mewis, christy mewis yeah. she says to the ref christy mewis says to the ref she said that's her third foul. And Nikki Stanton said, uh, that was my second foul. Like, trust me, I'm paying attention. Yeah, she's like, I'm counting. It was my second. <laughs> and like, then she I did know. the third and got the yellow card. <laughs> yep, that's the one. That's the one. 
uh, yeah, Nikki Stan is a is a true G. Yeah, for real. So, yeah. She, you want to talk about somebody who did her job? Yep. Uh, Nikki Stan absolutely did her job. She got that fifth and final yellow in that last game, so she can go ahead and give herself a rest. Uh, she'll be unavailable for that match against North Carolina Courage. But those, yeah, I would absolutely 100% include that as well. Yeah. In, t- in terms of these players who got you know pushed together to try to get these results during this like four to six week window. Right. right? And it's, I think it's, it's pretty, pretty significant that they ended up coming together and really trying to get this, to get this win. Uh, I would include somebody like Brooke Elby in that coming on in the 63rd minute, uh, watching her literally just like sacrifice her body. I know we've been talking a lot about these players who play through things. I mean, it's apparent like you see a player like Brooke Elby constantly having that tape on, you know what I mean? These players, they come out taped up or wrapped up in some sort of way. And, and Brooke, President Brooke Elby is one of is one of those players. So uh, definitely towards that flurry, a lot of bodies flying, a lot of uh, a lot of kicks and shoves going around. Yeah. Um, but the rest stars ended up just sort of locking things in. Uh, really, really a defensive, a team defensive effort there towards the end to just ensure that this team walked away with all three points on the road. Yeah. At, at mean, the final whistle, you sort of saw what that meant to this team. There was a, a sense of relief. There was a sense of pride. There was a sense of um, sort of an old school mentality, I think, throughout this match. Right. Watching it, it just sort of felt that way personally. Sort of seeing this team just sort of uh, do what they do. It was a throwback to the old school like yeah. West kind of mentality, just like getting in there and needing to literally just lock it in right. and grind that one out. Well, and I do think, I, I don't want us to let go of the feeling I mean you know I think a lot of a lot of this month or so has been us feeling and when I mean, we saw this a bit too I think you know some more people maybe watched this game than we're watching during the World Cup and you know there was a certain amount of you know just kind of like what's going on with Chicago they should be better than this um and I think it's good to maybe hold on to a nugget of that you know the idea that they should be dominating more than they are um but I also think that uh, in the context of them not doing so, that this was a good win. Um, I think one of the things we see with teams that struggle in this league is this idea that what they're doing should work. And they have trouble adapting when it doesn't. Um, I think we see that. Yeah, I just think the lower tier teams have trouble with that. Uh this idea that that the, the the things that they're doing that are not getting results are just as good as the things other people are doing to get results. And uh, Chicago, I think for the first time since, I don't know, you know, for a while, since maybe the last Houston game, looked like they knew exactly where they're at right now, you know, and played to that. They played against the team they were playing against and knew some of their strengths and weaknesses too and held on there at the end. I mean, we saw at the very end uh, they really started, you know, siphoning all the action on that left side of the field because they knew that they weren't getting anything past Casey Short. Thought Houston subs looked good. Um, I'm not a Houston Dash reporter, but if I was watching that game, I might give them more time. I think maybe start a couple of them, get them in earlier. Um but 
so yeah, so I mean, I want it to be measured, measured, uh, measured praise, <laughs> um, because obviously there are things that they could be doing better and the concern for the rest of the season is still there. But I also think that this was the kind of win that you and I personally were probably looking for during this period. Yeah, I know in prior episodes, we had a lot of questions, right? And we were looking for the answers. And while I don't think this is a game that you want to model right. for the rest of your season, you don't right. want to be playing these these types of games in this sort of style for the remainder of your season. But sometimes you got to win ugly. Right. And uh, it's it's been a little while, I think, since the Red Stars have had to do that. And uh, I, I would think argue it, that this is the first. This is absolutely the first ugly win of the season. Yeah, I would agree with that. And yeah. I think that maybe it was important to get that, and it was important to get that at this time specifically. I right. mean, you had a number of players uh, go through that experience who maybe don't know what that means or don't know what you know what the significance of that is you know I know the Red Stars are a team in a club that talk a lot about the culture of being a Chicago Red Star and maybe somebody like Savannah McCaskill uh, now officially knows what that means man or, I mean that was Eagles like or yeah. Katie Johnson I was gonna say that was Katie Johnson's like Chicago moment for sure going yeah. from getting the goal to you know just working hard to looking like she was about to faint coming off yeah. the field um yeah it was great so yeah, I think it was I think it was important for for that to happen at this time for especially for certain certain players on the pitch. So uh, hopefully moving forward, uh, you know, like I said, you know, you don't want this type of style of play to to be to be something that you model for the rest for the rest of your team. I would like to see this team go back to winning pretty, right? Um, but we'll see we'll see what happens. Uh, some post game reactions. Uh, I got to speak with. Head coach Rory Dames, I got to speak with uh, Katie Johnson, and I got to speak with Sam Kerr um, after these games. Rory, Rory Dames uh, basically confirmed that it was a bit of a, a bit of a grinder and that it definitely had a bit of that old-school feel for Chicago Red Stars, and he was proud of his team for being able to sort of dig deep into that and um, get a win um, due to some of that experience. Uh, praised Katie Johnson. On getting her goal, he knows how hard she's been working. And Sam Kerr also said similarly. Um, the vibe around Katie Johnson's goal was uh, celebratory and really felt like uh, the entire team was really, really happy for her. I mean, it showed on the pitch and it showed uh, off pitch in, in post game um, as well. Katie Johnson mentioned that her her goal actually felt more like a team goal versus like an individual uh, accomplishment. Um, just sort of having the support of her teammates through this uh, stretch of games uh, was really, really big for her. So she was happy to sort of be able to get that one and felt like it. She said that it felt like a huge weight uh, had had been lifted. So uh, hopefully uh, moving forward, um, you know, I know you and I and uh, have spoke a lot about in, earlier in the season. Right. Like probably those first four weeks, uh, we saw a lot of special things happening with the top line of Nagasato Kerr. And Johnson. So hopefully, uh, moving forward, the three of them could maybe produce some some of that magic again yeah, that we saw. Yeah, I really missed Michelle Vasconcelos in this match. Um, you know, and it's so it's you know ironic, I guess, because I don't think that this was something we were going to be like worried about uh, at the beginning of the season because we weren't necessarily expecting her to do so well. Um, but now that she's gone, I think that yeah, that I don't know. You know, and then we, you know, 
we should say, I know everyone probably knows, but she fully ruptured her ACL against Sky Blue last week. So that's a tough, I think that's a tough loss for the team. And that's, that's a tough blow for her too. Um, yeah, I think, I think moving forward, that might be something that the Red Stars, they might have to find themselves needing to address. Right. I don't know how or what shape or form or capacity that's going to be. Um, but looking at what Michelle Vasconcelos was providing for this team, that's a huge loss. Yeah. And I think looking back, um, sort of analyzing the bigger picture of this this window of games, um, losing Alyssa Motz right. when they lost Alyssa Motz was yep. incredibly huge. Yep. Week in and week out when Claire and I were doing this podcast and we would constantly be sitting here and sort of being like, what's going on? What's missing? Who needs to be the person to step up to this team? Like, what's that going to be? And I could not help but feel like the answer was Alyssa Motz. Right. Um, huge, huge loss. And I think for people who don't cover this team, watch this team, or follow this team might not understand the significance of that. You still look at a starting lineup or a starting 11 or the roster in general and just say, well, that's the Red Stars. They're going to get through that, and that's fine. Right. She, she like losing, Mots- losing her was, was incredible. Yeah. Well, and Mots is like, she's one of those NWSL architects of like the, how did that happen moment where everyone's just like, huh, how did that happen? Alyssa Mots. Um, yeah, honestly. And, and sometimes that's what you need to get through these, get through these, uh, these breaks. Um, yeah. And I mean, I, I, she's been, I mean, I think probably people can see from social media, she's been with the team this whole season, um, which is awesome. I think they take her leadership role very like off the field, very important um, while she's rehabbing. But yeah, just that spark on the field. No, I mean, I don't, I don't want to talk too much about injuries because I think that that narrative can take, that can consume a season, you know, and can consume a conversation about a season. Um but, you know, th- three season-ending ACLs for Chicago is unusual. Uh, the l- lingering injuries are not. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. It's not an excuse, but it's a little bit more of an explanation for the disconnect that we're seeing sometimes. Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, looking ahead to next week, we're going to preview that really quickly before we sign off here. Um, you know, there's uh, oh, significant... going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, something's going to happen. There's a significant amount of players returning to their teams, not just for the Chicago Red Stars. Alyssa yeah. uh, Nair, Julie Ertz, Morgan Bryant, Tierna Davidson are all returning back. Uh, we're excited to have another midfielder and another center back. Yeah, and another for real. And another midfielder, defensive mid, uh, coming back to this team. Um, and a lot of good stuff that we're hearing out of this World Cup return game. The Red Stars front office are um, already saying that it's projected to be the biggest attended game uh, thus far for the Red Stars. Uh, and well, didn't they say the most attended women's soccer game in Red Stars history, right? In Red Stars history, yeah. correct. Now, uh, I, so yeah. It's gonna, I don't, it's gonna I don't be know if that means – I don't know if that means more than the double headers or – well, we'll find uh, out. Maybe we'll find just out. standalone. Right, I think just yeah, stand yeah, alone. yeah, That makes sense. Yeah, I think you just stand alone for the Red Stars. Right. Uh, I wouldn't count the – I don't think they're counting the double header. And I, I wouldn't, wouldn't right. I, yeah, either. right. Um, but Red Stars versus North Carolina Courage, those are always fun games. Ugh, yeah. And uh, I'm excited to see that in front of uh, what looks like it's going to be a good crowd. Yeah. That's Peak Stadium awesome. in Bridgeview, Illinois. Um, I think that for players for me that I want to see have a good game, I know uh, Listen Air has had some pretty memorable games against um, Carolina Courage, so 
Uh, I hope she's able to come up huge for that. Uh, I would like to see, <laughs> I would like to see Turner Davidson uh, get a start in this game in some some type of way. Uh, I think that one of the early matches that Turner Davidson had before she left to the World Cup was against Carolina Courage, and it was in that early uh, 1-1 draw. And I think she's a little bit of a different player since that very first early game, and I would like to see how she goes up against uh, a big heavy weight hitter in the Courage. Uh, as far as maybe non-U.S. national um Team player who I would like to sort of see have an impact. I mean, I think I'm going to keep it with Katie Johnson. I would like to see her, whether it's in a, a role as a substitute or as a starter, I would like to see her play off of the momentum that she had going from this season dash game. Who do you want to see have an impact in this match, Claire? I mean, this is Julie Ertz. I mean, I... I <laughs> Wreck them up! Yeah, like, I, I want... I think what they what the Red Stars have to do is they have to just slot people in the most obvious place for them to be. I think Julie Ertz should be in the midfield. I think Morgan Bryan should start in the midfield. I think Tierna Davidson should start at center back. I think that Sam Kerr should have a good game and Alyssa Nair should also have a good game. You know, it's like um we talk yes the depth players are so important. And I think Katie Johnson, when she feels like she has support around her can be awesome. Um, I think Danny Colaprico, if she doesn't feel good, she shouldn't play. I think Vanessa DiBernardo, if she doesn't feel good, she shouldn't play or at least come in later in the game. Um, yeah. I think this, it's like the opposite of everything we've been saying for the last four weeks. I think we just need the really, really good players who are really, really good. <laughs> to show up and play well and have a really really good game <laughs> yeah right I mean Julie Ertz turned she I swear what she did in that world cup is more than even what we saw for club or for country prior yeah she, she is a monster level. she had another level she was a beast bro yeah and I and if she can and I do think if she can bring that to the midfield you know I don't know how you beat uh the North Carolina courage at full strength I don't but that Julie Ertz is a tough person to get around. Yeah, and I think, you know, um, I think for Paul Riley and his North Carolina courage, I think he's got some decision-making to do. Kristen Hamilton went on a tear uh, during this World Cup stretch of games. Uh, I wonder if he's going to keep starting her or how he's going to rotate his players or formation, if at all, going up against uh, the Red Stars. Uh, as always, I think Chicago needs to pay attention to Crystal Dunn. Um, yep. She tends to wreck them up, find pockets of space, and make people look silly. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I think, like most of these matchups and most of the games between these two teams, it's going to be a good one. So uh, I'm looking forward to it, and I hope it's a Red Stars win. And that's pretty much all I got to say on that. I um, yeah, I just hope it's a good game. Um, I would say that. I've been dealing with a certain amount of like frustration and sadness <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> the NWSL for the last, however many weeks. Um, but you know, the league got a hell of a banger on TV this past weekend. And I'm hopeful for a similar, whoever wins, you know, I think you always have to go up against the courage with a little bit of an asterisk and say, you know, maybe this might not go our way, but um, I just hope, I hope it's fun. I just want to have fun watching a game. 
Yes, big game match will be on ESPN2. For those of you who will not be able to attend this match, uh, if you didn't get your tickets, what's wrong with you? Uh, apparently now you have to buy them from a reseller. So that's cool, too. Seat Geek. Seat Geek Stadium. Yeah, so hopefully uh, you all intend, if you're planning on going, let us know what you're looking forward to uh, the most. And Claire, you should also let people know where they can find you and your good work. I don't want to be found at this moment. <laughs> Fair. Moving on. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave Claire alone. If you want to find her written work, you could probably find it somewhere on the internet. Exactly. Maybe at a place like Equalizer or yes. a place like, uh, I don't know, Hot Time. Sometimes you can find yeah. that. If you want to find uh, me and my work, you can find those. Uh, my work at similar places. Like you can find Claire's. Uh, you can look for recaps, previews, uh, other Red Stars related content, Hot Time. In Old Town, uh, secondcitysoccer.com, and uh, Equalizer for Claire. And if you want to follow me in my shenanigans, you can find me on Twitter at Sandarrera underscore. That's H-E-R-R-E-R-A underscore. Uh, you want to do what you've been doing, or if you would like to continue your support of the Southside Trap podcast, you should do that. If you don't like reading people's work, if you just prefer listening to audio you should absolutely continue your support of the south side trap podcast the podcast that helps you stay on side with the chicago red Sox. and you can do that on all social media channels on twitter facebook instagram at south side trap pod with one letter p you can also find us on podbean spotify and itunes please go ahead and subscribe give us a like give us a rating that stuff helps us out tremendously whenever we're trying to produce uh, Chicago Red Stars content for you all. Uh, we'll be back with you next week to recap Chicago versus North Carolina, and hopefully uh, it's a win. Everyone have a good one. <laughs>